One quick announcement to start off this week's episode. I regret to inform you that next week's episode of Whiskey Noobs is canceled. I won't be posting an episode next week for a couple of reasons. The first reason being that I am going to the Kentucky Bourbon Festival in Bardstown, Kentucky. I'm super excited to go check it out and bring you guys a bunch of content from there. But that is that whole trip to Kentucky is going to take a significant chunk out of Whiskey Noobs time uh, in order to have the content later on that is Whiskey Noobs content. But between that and the fact that you might be able to tell from my voice, I'm just getting over a cold. Because of those two reasons, I have to cancel next week's episode. I'm actually recording this week's episode when I would normally record next week's episode, and I have to rush the editing of it because I was fairly stuffed up, fairly sneezy. I knew I wasn't going to be able to give a good review, and I also thought I was going to be sneezing like the entire episode. So canceled that recording, and now I'm recording this one and rushing the editing of it. So for those reasons, I have to cancel next week's episode, which is the first time in a couple of years I'm happy to say that we've had to cancel an episode. Um, but I'm gonna, I, t- I took the time off while I was sick, and I'm going to have this trip to Kentucky and enjoy my time there as well, and once again, hopefully bring you guys some really cool content from that Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. I can't believe that I haven't reviewed this beautiful glass of whiskey yet, but let me tell you, I am excited to. What's up, guys? My name is Chris, and you are listening to the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. If you are new here, I am the host of the show. We talk all things whiskey, and today we are doing a very special review, at least special to me, and that is a review of my first ever barrel pick. I can't believe it took me this long to actually review this barrel pick. The schedule, if you hadn't noticed, we had a lot of guests on. The Whiskey Noobs itinerary, the Whiskey Noobs schedule was very, very packed. And now that we have a moment to come up for air between all of our amazing guests, I want to take a minute and review this first barrel pick. So this barrel pick came out a few months ago, and it was my first ever barrel pick, and it seemed to go pretty well. Thank you so much to everybody who bought a bottle. It actually sold out before it ever made it to the public. And the only way to be guaranteed a bottle, especially for this next barrel pick that I'm going to be talking about towards the end of the episode is to join the Patreon. If you join the Patreon, you will 99% you will get a bottle unless one of my patrons orders like 100 bottles. (laughs) You're going to get a bottle if you join the Patreon. Um, And that's at patreon.com slash whiskey noobs. But this pick that we're going to be reviewing, this was my first one. And so this is a pick of Blue Note Juke Joint Uncut Unfiltered, which I am showing to the camera now. And on the back here, we have my custom label between myself and Chris from Bourbon of the Week. So it's kind of the Chris and Chris dream team for this pick. I'm going to try to get that label closer to the camera. There we go. And we called this pick boozy fruit because while we were picking it, it reminded us of a specific brand of bubblegum that I will leave to your imagination. I I don't know if there's any reason that I can't say it, but I'm not going to say it just in case. But I, like I said, I was just coming off of being sick. I am going to do my best to review it, but luckily for you guys, this is one whiskey that I know off the top of my head pretty much what it tastes like because I picked it and I also tasted it often, not often, actually this is all that I've drank out of my personal bottle, Um, but I did do multiple in-depth reviews of it to make sure that I thought the quality was there after the pick was over uh, and try to learn some things from it, of course, which hopefully I did and hopefully we will carry into this next barrel pick. Now, while I am enjoying and breaking down this specific glass of whiskey, I guess I'll show the back label on the camera 
as always, I'm trying to get the bottle somewhere in frame for you guys who watch the videos. While I am reviewing this glass of whiskey and getting a little bit of a taste for it, I want to talk a little bit about the month of September because you may or may not have heard or seen on social media that September is National Bourbon Heritage Month in the United States. I wanted to break down a little bit of what that means, where it came from, if it actually is National Bourbon Heritage Month, because it's debated a little bit online, uh, and a little bit of history of bourbon that kind of led up to this. So let's start with a little bit of the history of bourbon. As mentioned in an earlier episode, there are a lot of rumors about how bourbon was invented, where the name bourbon came from, and, and where bourbon in general came from. So... There's a few theories. Maybe a Southern Baptist minister by the name of Elijah Craig, might be a name that you guys recognize, decided to store his corn whiskey in oak barrels and then created bourbon. Maybe that's the case. Maybe farmers in Bourbon County, Kentucky, were shipping their whiskey down to New Orleans to sell to people down there, and they were shipping it in barrels and accidentally aged it as it was being shipped, which gave it that coloring, and people ended up asking for the bourbon whiskey since it was from Bourbon County, Kentucky. Maybe it was the case that it was stored in those barrels purposefully so that it would look a little bit more like cognac to the people in New Orleans, and then people referred to it as the bourbon whiskey from Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Maybe that was the case. There are a lot of stories about how bourbon may or may not have come to be, but however it came to be, in 1964, the United States government officially named bourbon as America's native spirit. So it wasn't, you know, all this history happened. Bourbon was being made, of course, and then you have prohibition and then bourbon continues to be made. And then in 1964, the United States government says, OK, we are naming bourbon as our official native spirit, America's native spirit. Now, that brings us all the way up to 1964. Now, if we jump to 2007, this month begins to be celebrated as National Bourbon Heritage Month. Why did this happen? Well, for years, at, in 2007, for years, the Kentucky Bourbon Festival that I'm going to be going to that I just mentioned had been taking place in the month of September. So once upon a time in 2007, Congress made an official declaration that September was Bourbon Heritage Month. And that is where we coined this term National Bourbon Heritage Month. It's why it became known as that. A little bit of a marketing scheme coming from the state of Kentucky with that Kentucky Bourbon Festival and got signed as a declaration. I don't, I, not as a law. I'm not the greatest with government, but those are two different things apparently. Uh, and so then it, it became this declaration. And ever since then, people have been considering it National Bourbon Heritage Month. There is a caveat here. So this comes from Forbes.com is where I'm getting this little caveat. <laughs> According to them, this is a declaration. It's not a law, as I just mentioned. And since it was never renewed, September of 2007 was the only National Bourbon Heritage Month. September every year following is technically not National Bourbon Heritage Month because it was never renewed. It wasn't a renewed declaration. It just happened in 2007. However, there is a caveat to the caveat. Every year, the Kentucky governor does declare September Kentucky Bourbon Heritage Month. So this comes from the state of Kentucky, where they are saying, at least for us, this is Kentucky Bourbon Heritage Month. So you still do have this happening, at least locally, on a yearly basis. Saying that it is overall National Bourbon Month is, is more of 
based on what happened in 2007, we are extrapolating that into future years. And, you know, pop culture gets a hold of something and it just becomes that thing. And that is what has happened with the month of September. Plus, you've always got Kentucky Bourbon Festival going on. Nowadays, you've got Bourbon and Beyond going on as well, which I've never been to. Um, But you have all these different things going on surrounding bourbon in the month of September. I know I have a local, or not me personally, but locally there is an event that goes on with bourbon and cigars. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other local events throughout the United States. So while it is only technically legally represented in Kentucky, according to Forbes.com, while that is the case, it is celebrated pretty much everywhere. So that's a little bit about bourbon and where the name bourbon came from, where bourbon might have come from, and where National Bourbon Heritage Month that you see myself and other people posting about on Instagram and, and TikTok and all that good stuff where that came from. And once again, if you want to go to that Kentucky Bourbon Festival, it is sold out for this year, but in future years, if you're wondering, look up the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. It happens in Bardstown, um, and it happens every year for a very long time. I forget how long it's been happening for, but I'm really excited to get my first experience, and I'm going to make a lot of videos for you guys. You can guarantee that, or at least I'm going to try to make a lot of videos for you while I'm not talking to people. (laughs) I'm going to try to take out some time and make a good amount of content for you guys to see when it comes to that festival. And maybe I'll do a wrap-up episode on it. Actually, most likely I will do an episode kind of walking through what it was, what my experience was, and and why you may or may not want to go. Now, that is National Kentucky Bourbon Heritage Month, National Bourbon Heritage Month, or the history of bourbon, all of that. Now, let's talk about the bourbon that I'm drinking. And this, once again, is my barrel pick. It is Blue Note. It's from Blue Note Whiskey, Blue Note Distillery. It is juke joint, uncut, unfiltered. And this is specifically a barrel of it that I picked with Chris from Bourbon of the Week. And we sold this barrel to you guys, to the public, to the masses. I wanted to do a quick review of it so you guys know what it tasted like. And then we're, of course, going to get into the fun stuff and talk about an upcoming barrel pick that should be available rather soon. Um, I'm not I'm not for sure on the dates. They're not set in stone yet. But relatively speaking, it should be pretty soon. Also, I will walk through the general tasting notes of Blue Note Juke Joint, even though this is a barrel pick, so it's a little different. I'm going to tell you the notes that I'm getting from the barrel pick, and then I will talk about just the general notes of, of Blue Note Juke Joint since there isn't really an official flavor list for this one. I mean, if there is, then I made it with Chris from Bourbon of the Week. Now, Blue Note is held by BR Distilling in Memphis, Tennessee. Juke Joint is a sourced bourbon, and this bottle is uncut, so it is, that's a great question, it is 59.5% ABV, and I don't know if there's an age statement on it. I don't see an age statement on it. Let me check what Blue Note's age statement is. Okay, so just for juke joint, they do say that it is aged a minimum of three years. If I'm not mistaken, for the barrel picks, they age a little bit longer. For the uncut, they age a little bit longer. But I I can't find that on the website at the moment. So that's just, we're going to go with what I am pretty sure that I heard. But that's not important. What's important is what this tastes like. So let's get down to it. What I love about this pick, and the reason that we ended up picking it, is that it has this nice, distinctive kind of toasted wood, cinnamon spice, a little bit of creaminess, overall what you would expect from like oakiness. It has that, especially on the front. Like That's what I get the most of when I first put my nose to it. But then you start to get this weird sweetness that we ended up saying we thought of 
as like bubblegum, you get this weird kind of sweetness that takes over and, and really accompanies that and gives it this nice little dynamic, especially on the nose, um, which I, cause I haven't gotten to the palate of it yet. But you do see right when you first get a sniff of it, right when you first nose it, you're going to see that oaky creaminess and then you're going to see this sort of different flavor take over might be more like a sour fruit or like a candy for some folks it's definitely kind of fragrant kind of reminds me of like a cologne or a perfume or something like that um, and then to me and to the folks that I picked with almost like a bubble gum or specifically uh, like juicy fruit bubble gum I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not that's what it reminded me of was juicy fruit bubble gum that's what I'll say all right let's get to the, the palette my nose and my palate are both definitely not back 100% yet, but luckily I think I can fill in the gaps. So you get a little bit of the same thing on the palate. You get this, this oaky, tannic, very bourbon-esque flavor palate. I mean, it is a bourbon. Um, and you're getting that. You're getting those oaky notes. You're getting those cinnamon notes especially cinnamon for me for some reason, especially right now. Um, and as I mentioned, there's this creaminess that helps to balance that out, but it leans more towards spicy on the palate. To me, compared to the nose, you lean into that spiciness. And then you get this, once again, kind of a sour fruit, kind of a candy, or depending on your preference, your palate, kind of a bubblegum. And that bubblegum for me and for the folks, especially Chris from Bourbon of the Week, we talked about this a lot. It, it made it different from other bourbons that you've had. It also finishes exceptionally long. I'm still tasting it right now as I'm talking to you and my palate's not even at 100%. So you get all of those nice things. It kind of checks the boxes that you want a bourbon to check, but then you also get this added sense of like fruitiness and a little bit of boldness, a little bit of sourness. Now, obviously, I'm biased. This is my barrel pick. It's my first ever barrel pick. So let me try to be a little less biased. It is barrel strength, and it is punchy. It's not necessarily the most welcoming in the entire world. You get a little bit of that spiciness, a little bit of that burning feeling on your palate. It finishes with some of that black pepper, some of that kind of chili-type feeling on your tongue. Not necessarily all alcohol or all ethanol. I think that spiciness actually does a pretty good job of covering up the ethanol, but once again, I am biased. But you do get some of that burn, a little bit of that black pepper chili powder type uh, flavor and type feel on your tongue. A little bit of that... Um, I believe they say like capsaicin. Capsaicin is the ingredient in like hot sauce and hot peppers, I believe. A little bit of that kind of a burn to it, uh, especially towards the finish. But once again, in my opinion, the flavors are bold and it's got a lot of body and so it helps cover that up a little bit. All right, now I will talk about the just Blue Note Juke Joint flavor notes that they have on Blue Note's website, because if you weren't able to get your hands on the barrel pick, maybe that's what you're drinking right now, um, or maybe you're interested in getting in getting yourself a bottle. So Blue Note Juke Joint, as I mentioned, aged a minimum of three years. Uh, it is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. So while it is in Memphis... Uh, it is sourced from Kentucky, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So the mash bill is 70% corn, 21% rye, and 9% malted barley. Now, you'll notice that's kind of a lot of rye, and so that's why you're getting those spicy cinnamon, black pepper, kind of spice cabinet notes along with those nice, sweet, mellow notes that corn usually allows to come out of the barrel uh, when you're aging a bourbon. Now, normal Blue Note Juke Joint, not the uncut one, but just the normal run of the mill, is 93 proof, um, and it is unfiltered as well. 
And once again, they say crafted in Memphis because the distillery is in Memphis. So it's sourced, but, but the distillery is in Memphis. Uh, by distillery, I mean the brand selling it. That can be a little bit confusing because we technically, we still call them distilleries, but they're not the ones actually doing the distilling of juke joint. Hopefully that makes sense. But the people selling this are in Memphis. It's sourced elsewhere. Now for notes, they say on the nose that you get sweet corn, allspice, and oak. Now I will say there were some picks that had significantly more of that allspice, gingery, oaky, cinnamony type of notes to them. Um, and we purposely didn't pick some of them for different reasons, but this one has a little bit of it as well. You can see it. You see, I almost, I said creaminess. I can see sweet corn. That makes sense. You can see for sure the baking spices and for sure the oak, a little bit less of like the caramel kind of maple syrup, maybe a, a little bit of vanilla in my opinion, but a little bit less of the, the, the caramel type of flavor notes. Um, and so you're, you're really getting that the sweetness of the corn, but the spiciness of the baking spices without kind of that, once again, the caramel type notes to it. For body, it just says viscous. And then for taste or what I would call palate, it says vanilla, allspice, apricot, and pear. That is interesting. I haven't read these yet, actually, just to be clear. Vanilla and allspice, I once again agree with. I, I mentioned it's got that woody, oaky, spicy, and creamy flavor, especially on the front side of it. Apricot or apricot and pear is interesting because they're at least in the realm of what you would consider like a fruity bubble gum because they're fruity. So I wouldn't say I was specifically getting those. I'm more specifically getting like a candy type of fruit, but... It's interesting. I haven't read these notes yet. I'm, I'm intrigued by the fact that that's what they say, and I could see this being related to that. So I'm going to taste it again and try to specifically see if I see any specific fruits in it. Uh, but at any rate, I'm intrigued by the fact that uh, they list fruits in it. Now, the finish that it says, allspice fades into lingering notes of oak, pear, and vanilla. Now for me, and this is for the barrel pick, for me, I get less of the pear and maybe a little bit of the vanilla, but I get a lot of that oakiness. It just hangs around. Like right now, I can kind of just taste that I was drinking a bourbon. Like I can just taste that. The pear hangs around, or I guess I should say the, the juicy fruit flavor hangs around a little bit less for me, but I'll pay a little bit more attention this time once again and, and kind of see. So on this next tasting, I'm going, going to be looking for sweet corn on the nose, apricot and pear on the palate, and pear on the finish. Let's see what I get. All right, now here's what I'm seeing from those things I was looking for. Sweet corn, I think that's fair with like most bourbons. I wouldn't have picked it out, but I can see it. And once again, this is a barrel pick, so it's going to be different, and it's uncut. It's going to be different. I mean, that's totally fair. Uh, I just like comparing. It's fun. I don't know. Uh, on the taste of it, the palate of it, I think apricot and pear are fair. I think the thing that we're calling uh, juicy fruit or bubble gum, it's a general light candy flavor or light fruit flavor that comes across to me as like a sugary candy. Uh, so I, I could see an argument for a lot of different fruit. I'm not going to, you know, pick that one apart too much. On the finish, I don't see too much of the fruitiness. Once again, I think the woodiness really sticks around for me. I really keep some of that almost charred, toasted kind of oaky flavor 
inform me. And once again, this is just my palette. This is just my barrel pick. It's a little different than plain Blue Note Juke Joint. But I thought it'd be fun to compare. And for those of you who weren't able to get your hands on the barrel pick, if you're interested in just plain Blue Note Juke Joint, that's the kind of thing you can expect. You're going to get some vanilla. You're going to get those oaky, bourbony notes. And you're going to get a little bit of a light fruit with it as well. Now let's talk a little bit about the fun stuff that some of you might have been waiting for this whole time. My upcoming barrel pick. I once again don't have a set date on it, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be in the next month, maybe two months, but I, I don't even think it's going to be quite that long. But we'll see. Sometimes these things, the timing can be a little bit funny with them. So we'll see. It's coming up here very soon though. And what is it? Well, I can't say the distiller quite yet. We haven't announced the distiller yet, but for this distiller, I actually hadn't even had their stuff before. I did this pick with that one dude, Ryan, who you might've seen on social media already that we're doing this pick together. And if you haven't seen him, go follow him on social media. He's I'm pretty sure it's just at that one dude, Ryan, unlike everything. He has his handles taken care of, unlike me, who has different handles on different social medias. Go give him a follow. We're doing this pick together. And or we did this pick together and we're releasing it together. And it is a rye whiskey, actually. He recommended this distiller that we went with. And I hadn't had them before and I tried their stuff and I was blown away. Going into the tasting, we didn't know for sure if we were going with them. We just knew that we were going to taste some stuff and see if we liked it or not. And a couple of them were pretty good. A couple of them were very good. I I'm probably getting the numbers here wrong. But this one specifically, we were both blown away by. I, it was a unanimous pick. We were all on the same page, us and some of the folks from the company. We just fell in love with this this one that we ended up picking. It has a nice sweetness to it. It's very approachable in my opinion. It comes across very almost desserty to me personally. And we thought maybe we were going to disagree on it because Ryan knows that, you know, I'm whiskey noobs. So a lot of times I have newer folks that are following me and he really tailors his stuff to the, the very in-depth kind of, uh, scientific legalistic. He does all those sorts of things, um, when it comes to whiskey. So he was worried that, you know, our groups wouldn't quite match and we wouldn't agree on one that we both thought our following would enjoy. But the thing about this pick was it's approachable. It's sweet. It's kind of desserty. But it's so complex that it was also the one that Ryan picked because he was like, well, I think my folks are going to be very into this as well because I think it's got a lot to offer. It's very complex. It changes in the glass. I was taking notes throughout the tasting, and as we continued, the notes changed a little bit more, started to remind me a little bit. It got a little bit sweeter, started to remind me a little bit of like a wine, like a, like a Cabernet-type wine. Uh, it was just – it was overall – such a complex, dynamic whiskey, especially for being um, a rye whiskey, which I'm just getting into. I know a lot of you guys have asked me for more rye whiskey content, so you're getting it, and you're getting it with this barrel pick. Um, so for me, I was blown away by that. I shouldn't say it was complex for a rye whiskey, but for my experience of a rye whiskey, I was, I was blown away by how sweet and how approachable it came across. And then on top of that, I was blown away. It's not the oldest in the entire world. And it's also just, it doesn't, it has some of those typical rye spiciness characteristics to it, but it's not what I would consider a standard rye based on the other ones that I've had. It doesn't fit into that same mold. And that's what I love so much about it. That's what we love about barrel picks. We're trying to pick unique stuff. So those are the kind of notes that you can expect to see from it. And I'm sure you're going to be hearing more from myself and from Ryan in the days to come as we continue to talk more about this barrel pick. But 
hopefully if, if you guys have been asking for rye whiskey content and if you're hearing those notes hopefully you're intrigued by it if not that's totally okay but i really hope this is one that's going to be a, another just knock out of the park for those who buy it i really think you guys are going to enjoy it at least that's my hope more than anything more than making any money off of it more than any recognition i want folks to buy it and be like that is a killer bottle of whiskey and i do think that it is so once again if you want to be guaranteed to be able to get a bottle as of right now if you join my patreon page at patreon.com slash whiskey noobs or go to the link in the show notes if you join it right now as of right now you are guaranteed to get a bottle once again unless everybody decides to buy like five bottles but i don't see that happening so you're going to be able to get a bottle and it did sell out before it made it to the public last time uh, we released it to our Patreon pages and then I released it to my email list and Chris released it to his Discord and then it didn't make it to Instagram from there. But if it does make it to Instagram, you're going to want to jump on it pretty quickly, I'm going to assume. I don't want to seem braggy or anything like that. <clears throat> I just want as many of you who truly want a bottle to be able to get a bottle. So just keep that in mind. And if you feel so inclined to join the Patreon, that is incredibly, incredibly appreciated. Um, because you, I do have a tiered system for who's able to get the barrel picks. And moving forward, as we continue into the barrel picks and the Patreon continues to grow, that's definitely going to be the best way to get your hands on it. So thank you for everybody on the Patreon. Thank you to everybody who bought my first barrel pick. And happy National Bourbon Heritage Month, depending on who you ask. And hopefully, maybe I'll see some of you guys at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. I'm really excited to go and to see a bunch of people, meet a bunch of people, make a bunch of content for you guys. And then hopefully soon after that, release this second barrel pick ever with that one dude, Ryan. So thank you guys all for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. The last thing that I've got to say before I leave you is shout out to Clayton H for joining the Expert Noobs tier on the Patreon page. Thank you, Clayton, for joining. Thank you to all of my Expert Noobs. I very much appreciate you guys. I will once again leave you with learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you need more Whiskey Noobs content in your life, make sure you check out our Patreon page in the show notes. And if you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and they're way more helpful than people realize. If you want to do tastings alongside the show, make sure you join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com with a subject line that says email list. You'll receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time you can also find more whiskey noobs content on instagram at whiskey underscore noobs and on tiktok at whiskey noobs podcast once again thank you guys for listening the whiskey noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol